Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Welcome to Faith Marketplace's show featuring stories from Christian business leaders to equip and encourage. We want to inspire you to live out your faith in the work that you do through the daily interactions in your business and life. I'm Bob Lambert, a co-host here. I'm also the founder of the Samurai Business Group here in Chicago. Uh, we offer business owners and teams sales, sales management, and business development training for small mid-market companies. So we put the wind back in your sales. And I'm Jennifer Reyes, founder of SalesFromTheHeart.com, customized business coaching for a life and business with unshakable confidence. I teach coaches and entrepreneurs how to sell from the heart and connect with their favorite type of people to serve so they can have more consistency and clients they adore. Connect with me at SalesFromTheHeart.com. Hey, well, I am thrilled to introduce our first guest today, which I had the pleasure of meeting months ago through uh, mutual contacts. And she is in the heart of Pennsylvania. Actually, she's got a really interesting story. So I'd like to introduce to you Deb Brown-Marr. She is the founder of uh, Deb Brown Sales. And she's also an author, which is really interesting, of Sell Like Jesus, Seven Characteristics of Christ for Ethical Sales. Welcome, Deb. Thank you, Bob. It's really a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to be able to share with your listeners. Yeah, why don't we give our listeners a little bit of your background so that they kind of get the context of who Deb is. Wow, so I, I think I was born for sales because <laughs> at age eight, I was making little potholders and selling them to the ladies in the neighborhood. I love it. And at that point, I was fearless. I really didn't have any problem with knocking on doors and asking people if they wanted to buy something. So as I graduated from college with a degree in Latin American studies, which qualified me (laughs) to do very little in the real world, um, no surprise, I ended up in a series of customer service and sales jobs. But what I found this time around going into sales as an adult, I had picked up quite a few, uh, shall we say, I, I, I had a lot of baggage. I, I really didn't want to hear the word no. And I felt the pressure to perform to meet the company goals. So I quickly uh, lost my excitement about sales, but realized I was still made to be good at it. It's something I just couldn't get away from. So I had to figure out how to sell in a way that was congruent with my values. Sell in a way that I didn't feel like I was unduly pressuring people because I hated to be pressured. Nobody likes the ugly sales guy and I didn't wanna be one. So I set out to learn and I spent a lot of time studying. I read a lot of books. And I was grateful to have a mentor early on who was a Christian salesman. So I learned a lot from him as well. Oh, wow. That's cool. 
Wow, that's great, Deb. I'm just curious, were those pot holder, holders like crocheted or what were they made out of? <laughs> they, they still sell these things. It's a little metal loom that you have cloth loops that you loop over the tines on the loom and then okay. and then cast off the edge and there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know how to crochet them, but uh, anyways, that's another show. So um, whether you're a Christian business owner or a freelancer and you don't really enjoy selling, you're going to want to make sure that you text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword sell, and we're going to give you the first chapter of Deb's book, Sell Like Jesus. And then we will also give away to four winners a one-hour coaching session on any sales topic that you choose. Um, but first, Deb, I would like to know, tell us a little bit more about the people that you serve through uh, Deb Brown's sales. Well, I really enjoy working with business owners, small business owners. And I say that because the small business owner often has to wear multiple hats one of which is sales. And let's face it, they didn't get into business to sell. They got into business because they had a passion for what they do or what they produce. Selling it becomes, and I, I really dislike this phrase, but I hear it a lot. Selling is a necessary evil. Mm. Yeah. I'm here to say sales is not evil when it's done the right way. Yeah, exactly. It's so much about being of service. Well, yeah, yeah. we talked about um, passion. Why don't you share with us, Deb, a little bit more about the, the passion that you have for the work that you do? So I have, I've started calling myself a relationship catalyst. I'm passionate about building relationships and helping other people build relationships too. And quite honestly, the best sales are accomplished when you establish a good relationship. Now the sales environment is unique because you only have a very short period of time to make an impact on people. And you come into that sales conversation with a lot of strikes against you because of the negative stereotypical prejudice that most people feel. So you have to do things and say things differently in order to build relationship in a way that is not typical sales. Uh, very good. Hey, Deb, I want to touch on something that you had, uh, uh, particularly is, this is around the book and some of the challenge you, you had uh, doing your book, you know, share briefly what some of that challenge was. Sure. So it was about seven years ago that the Lord dropped into my spirit the idea to write this book and to call it Sell Like Jesus. Because my convene coach, Bud Handwork, prompted me by saying, Deb, you really ought to write a book. I said, Bud, I don't know what I would write about unless it would be Sell Like Jesus. And he said, uh-huh, that's it. Write that down. <laughs> the idea was born there. And I loved the idea because there was nothing out there like it. I even ran into a book publisher on an airplane ride. And I floated the idea past her. And she said, oh, you have to write that book. There's nothing out there like that. 
So I love it. <laughs> I started writing, but I had a couple of challenges. How blatant do you want to be about your Christianity was one of them. I really had to wrestle with how blatant, you know, did I want to put that bullseye target on my back that says, I am a Christian, no denying it. And it's actually, it is at the core of everything that I do. It's at the core of everything that I teach and coach my clients, whether we talk openly about scripture and the spiritual foundations or not, they're still getting the same value set. Right. So the other thing that I had to grapple with was I'm verbal. I'm not a writer. No, I'm a writer now. <laughs> <laughs> I had to undo the negative scripting of I'm not a writer and realize that everything, you can get good at anything if you work at it. So I did that. I started writing back in 2012. And by the time I things came together for me to be able to actually do the book, I already had 100 pages written of raw material. That's amazing. Well, we're going to definitely give our listeners the first chapter. So what they need to do is text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword sell and we'll gift you that chapter along with an opportunity to get an hour coaching from Deb Brown of Deb Brown Sales. So Deb, can you share with us though, because this some people may hear that title, Sell Like Jesus, and be say, whoa, how did, how did Jesus sell? Just quickly, can you give us... <laughs> a couple of things because we may be pushing some buttons there. Yes, thank you so much for bringing that up because it does push buttons. In fact, Jesus needed to get buy-in from anyone who followed him. Getting buy-in is just another way of labeling sales. Actually, there are, you know, if we look at the definition of sales, the fair exchange of goods or services in return for an agreed upon compensation. That's where we have to start. Fair exchange, agreed upon compensation. It isn't always about product services for money. You can, as a parent, need to sell your children on doing their homework, cleaning up their room, sell your spouse on remodeling the kitchen instead of taking a vacation this year. So I'm, I'm using a broader definition of the word sales or selling. Very good. <laughs> well, we're definitely hey, well, going yeah, to have to continue that, but go ahead, Bob. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that's what, one of the things that I was wanting to make sure that we put an emphasis and there was, a, you know, something else in the midst of all that too, that when we come back, uh, with Deb Brown-Marr, we will investigate uh, another challenge she had while she was writing the book. So we want you to go out and check us out on faithmarketplace.com. We have all the resources out there, all the podcasts for the last seven years. It's just loaded up with podcasts. Great wisdom out there. And where are they going to text us at, Jennifer? That number is 224-404-1988. Use the keyword sell. And also you can drop a note for Bob and myself. Let us know how we're doing on the show, what you'd like to see. And maybe you have a guest that you'd like us to interview. So we want you to stay tuned because you're going to want to listen to the rest of Deb's story when we come back with Deb Brown-Marr. Thank you.
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Reyes, founder of SalesFromTheHeart.com, serving entrepreneurs, coaches, and small business owners nationwide through one-to-one or group customized business coaching. Hey, and I'm Bob Lambert, the founder of Sales Business Group, and we sell to teams, individuals, and business development for small businesses. And we put the wind back in your sales. Listen, I wanted to bring us back in now to this interview we have with Deb Brown-Marr, uh, the founder of Deb Brown Sales, and she also is the author of Sell Like Jesus. But we had a little bit of a, a challenge that we came into. I want to pick it up there, Deb. Challenge that you had while you were writing the book. You had another big one, didn't you? Yes, I did. I didn't want to write just another sales book. How many of them out there are there already? And I also didn't want to hit people over the head with Jesus. Yet there were so many good things that Jesus had that applied to the sales arena. It took me a while to figure out a lot of prayer and the help of a writing coach who helped me devise my outline that I'm, I was able to organize all the information that I wanted to convey under. And as you stated at the beginning of the show, this um, subtitle of the book is Seven Characteristics of Christ for Ethical Sales. So those characteristics were what form my chapter headings, and they are character, connection, clarity, comprehension, certainty, choice, and commitment. So with those headings, I was able to take everything that I had worked on for the better part of six years and organize it into the current product, Sell Like Jesus. That's great. Well, Deb, can you tell us a little bit more about the outcomes that your clients experience? And again, those clients are uh, usually small business owners, correct? Correct. Small business owners and freelancers who sell their own services as a 1099er, typically. So some of the outcomes that my clients have told me they experience include the importance of having a new perspective. If you continue to approach sales from the perspective that it's negative, it's dirty, it's evil, then it's going to be impossible. Yes, impossible to sustain sales activities. You can do it for a short period of time, but you will be miserable. So a shift of perspective is critical so that you're looking at sales not as coercion, not as arm twisting, but as serving, as helping people discover for themselves what's important to them, what they need, and what they're willing to spend in order to acquire what they need, and acknowledging that they are the decision maker. So all the manipulation is removed, but all of the ability to do that starts with a mindset shift. Yep, that's great. Well, um, what are they gonna get, uh, Jennifer, when they, when they contact us? 
Yeah, well, Deb, why don't you share with our audience when they text us here, that number is 224-404-1988, include the keyword sell, and you're going to receive the first chapter in Deb's book. So, and that's Sell Like Jesus. Deb, can you tell us a little bit about that in just a minute or so? Sure. Um, actually, you'll get the preface, the foreword, and the first chapter, which really sets the stage. The first chapter is called, What Did Jesus Sell? So I addressed head on the whole issue of, did Jesus sell? He didn't sell. You know, what did he sell? So I, I hit that right up front. That gives people a chance to see where I'm coming from and make a decision about whether they want to invest to read the rest of the book or not. Yeah. And they can find the book on Amazon or? Amazon and all the major retailers. Right. And then what's going to happen for our four winners? So you're giving away an hour coaching to each winner on any sales topic. What does that look like? So that looks like we set up a time and you bring the topic and I will help you discover what the challenges that you're dealing with. We'll really get down to the nitty gritty of what exactly is going on. And we'll talk about some ways that you can overcome that take different actions based on what it is that we discover as we talk. That's great. That's great. And where can people connect with you, Deb? What's your website? My website is debbrownsales.com, D-E-B-B-R-O-W-N-S-A-L-E-S.com. That's debbrownsales.com. And make sure that you stay tuned here because we have another guest in just a moment, but also Deb's gonna be joining us for a roundtable discussion. Deb, we really thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show, and we'll see you in a little bit in the next segment. Thank you so much, Jennifer and Bob. <laughs> well, listen, I told you guys you had to stay tuned today because we got two powerful people. And our next guest up, what I'd like to introduce you to is Mark L. Vincent. He's the founder of Design Group International and also a chair of a convene group in southwestern Wisconsin, which... Deb was a part of in Pennsylvania. So, hey, Mark, welcome. Thank you very much. I think I'll correct you just to say it's southeastern Wisconsin because oh, southwestern right. are farms and mines and southeastern <laughs> is Milwaukee. Very good. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, and I had the privilege of meeting uh, Mark through another uh, interviewee we had on a couple weeks ago. Uh, and also, I know quite a few of the convened people here in Chicago, so I got sure. connected to that. And I feel like he's been a brother in Christ for a long time. But, Mark, why don't we share with uh, give our audience a little bit of your background and who, what you're all about, okay? Well, certainly. I have a long and strong background in entrepreneurship and uh, developing businesses and organizations. And way back when, got involved in discernment work, like how do you make decisions if you really are sick of Robert's Rules of Orders? Uh, rules of order or a boss who says jump and you're supposed to say how high like if you're really going to work together how do you do that and it's a long time ago but uh, at that point there weren't many options and uh, it turns out the jesuits uh were doing it and the quakers were doing it but they didn't write down what they did and harvard comes along and does some social science and discovers um a number of things but it got uh produced in a book called getting to yes uh, many people have read that book and out of that, you have phrases like win-win scenarios and teamwork and brainstorming. And you bring out the, the charts and you write stuff down and you work together to get things done. And way back then, folks uh, had their arms crossed and said, no more of this touchy-feely stuff. And this is voodoo magic stuff. And just tell me what I'm supposed to do. But now it's uh, the normal course of work. 
And I was doing some academic work at the time. All that was coming out. And I just began to build a career of sitting down with organizations that are in knots and starting to unravel that and figure it out and really have strong ownership for the activities they engage in. That's wow. great, Mark. Well, can you tell us some of the challenges that Convene helps business owners with, Mark? Yeah, I'm very happy to do that. Uh, it's like everything. It's like soup to nuts. It's like whatever uh, folks are facing that they really shouldn't be trying to manage all by themselves. And so uh, most Convene teams will have a broad uh, perspective because they'll have 300 plus years of experience around the table of people who run the business, either because they own it or they were hired to run it. They've got the P&L under them that they've got, to, they've got to manage and all the people that go with that. And so all of the factors of business come into play and they have this confidential conversation where they can put the biggest challenges in front of each other and say, what did you do or what would you do? Or here's what I'm thinking of doing. What do you think? And it just runs that whole gamut. In a, a, a forum day, we might talk about uh, a very difficult and talented person. They're not always head of sales. They could be a head of HR. They could be the CFO or something. Uh, and I might turn around to think about how do you do rewarding and motivational work for your staff or what happens if you're getting new pricing pressure because of COVID. That's one that we were working on a month ago. And uh, when there's a whole different approach with buyers and what have you seen? How do you do this? And it, it becomes this amazing treasure trove where people respond much more quickly with confidence than they would if they were just talking to an external advisor who doesn't know them or their story. What's Mark going to give the people today, Jennifer? All right. So we have um, a video podcast from Convene. Mark, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Really quickly. Uh, Marcus Bigelow is a Convene chair out in Sacramento, and he sat down with me a couple of weeks back, and we walked through what it's like to transfer business ownership among generations of a family. So second, third, second to third, third to fourth, first to second, which can be very hard to do. Uh, and what those um, uh, obstacles are to overcome, how to think about it, how to strategize for it. He is so knowledgeable and so experienced in that particular realm. I, I would consider him one of the top uh, family business experts uh, in the country. And so it's just a really good 20, 25 minute conversation with great information. That's great. So all you have to do is text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword convene and that's C-O-N-V-E-N-E. You can also connect with Mark L. Vincent at convenenow.com. But just go ahead and text us here at the studio. We'll get you connected. And we also have some convene swag for a few of our listeners. Yeah, I love the convenient swag. We got some special stuff there we're going to be giving away. But I want you to stay tuned now because Mark is loaded for bear today to talk about some of the things that uh, convene groups do, how he can help you actually in the marketplace, and how you can have a God-honoring business, a kingdom-led business. Uh, I happen to be a, a member of one of these groups many, many years ago. I know what it did for me, the value of that. And I'm just excited as heck to have Mark on and be able to tell us and dive a little bit deeper. Also want to learn a little bit more about uh, your um, consulting firm too, Mark, okay? So when we come back, we're going to do that. Yeah, and please connect with us at faithmarketplace.com and reach out and connect with us on social media as well. And you can also text us here at the studio and say hi to Bob and myself. That number again is 224-404-1988. Yeah, and any sales help that you need, uh, Jennifer and I both are ready for that. So we're going to be right back with Mark L. Vincent.
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with Mark L. Vincent, the founder of Design Group International and also a convene chair in southeastern Wisconsin. And uh, one of the things that obviously leads right into what you do, Mark, with these convene groups is um, how do you incorporate faith in work? So how do you do that within these groups? And is that the genesis of, of the groups is to help them to lead uh, a kingdom kind of a business? Well, there is a, a very strong emphasis on business performance and bringing an eternal perspective to that. Uh, the word eternal here, we certainly don't want to be just sugar that you're taking by spoon and or putting frosting on the front door of the business or some kind of overlay that sounds uh, religious. Uh, it's the idea that you're doing stuff for the long term and for generations that proceed from you, almost like the psalmist would say, for uh, the children who are not yet born. Uh, I often phrase it like, for my grandchildren's grandchildren. I can think that far. And so when I'm applying the values of the business or when a convene team member is applying the values of the business, we want to be thinking in terms of what helps people flourish, what helps them grow, what creates for other people rather than takes and consumes and destroys and harms and prevents. And that becomes a very central part of the conversation as opposed to only what works or what gets us out of this mess. Uh, what's the easy way from here? Or what have we always done before that somehow keeps it going? And that, that's just a very strong centerpiece that you don't often get in a lot of other business problem-solving problem, problem solving, uh, conversations. And I think it is a distinctive, a very valuable distinctive that uh, is at the heart of an ethical commitment. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Well, Mark, do you have a life verse that you have leaned on or that really speaks to you that ties in maybe personally, maybe also in the business? What would you like to share on that? Well, uh, I think I'll go to a, an old story. It's not a specific verse, but it's a story of uh, the prophet Elisha out in the wilderness with the king of Israel, and they're all uh, getting ready for war, and they've got no water. And there is a, uh, a, a certain death because all the animals and all the soldiers are going to die of thirst. And there's a prayer that basically says this, God, show us a trifle. Uh, I paraphrase that often as glance our way. God, give us a sign. God, see us. And my faith is at least that large to turn to God when there's a need, when there's a conundrum, a problem to solve. Uh, I get tender real fast. You're at the end of your whatever you have. And you say, God, uh, just glance my way. Just just look over here and see what I'm trying to do and touch me in some way or touch this circumstance. And the story, of course, is that those ditches filled up with water overnight and there was no rain. Um, it is uh, an amazing story with a short and very powerful prayer. Wow. Well, we can hear that emotion, that passion, and that definitely is spoken to you. And you've, you've faced some challenges along the way, haven't you? Yeah. Um, I assume that what we're <laughs> thinking about is the really big one, which yeah. is uh, as we launched this convene team in southeastern Wisconsin, uh, it was only about um, six months into it, my wife passed away. 
there was another um, team member whose wife also passed away in that same week. So we had two members lose their spouses at the same time. And it, it was a, a very precious uh, time and a very formative time. I wouldn't recommend it for other groups, but it has a way of creating a bond. And in my case, uh, Lori had um, lived with cancer for 16 years and she had 19 occurrences. So it was just a real long, long battle. And it led to a deep appreciation for that prayer that I have recited of, of uh, show us that trifle, O oh God. Yeah, and there was kind of an interesting thing that happened after that because you had some uh, friends uh, in common, right, that, that <laughs> happened. Yeah, so uh, God has an interesting way of timing, Mark. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about my fourth wedding anniversary, which is tomorrow, and I better attend to that when we get done with this interview. <laughs> we, uh, Patricia and I and uh, our first spouses all went to college together, and we were young marrieds together, uh, got started in ministry circles in different ways. They were uh, serving abroad as missionaries in a number of places across 20 some years, they had come back to the States and her first husband had passed away. And uh, after Lori died, she and I began to correspond, became a private blog uh, for about six months. We, we really poured out our hearts to each other and helped each other. And uh, our children began, all of whom are adults now began to comment like um, uh, you've mentioned each other's name uh, more frequently than I've ever heard it before. What's going on. But it was like the old uh, fashioned courtship where you're just corresponding. Um, and we were able to say, well, really nothing, but we're helping each other. And they began to say, we think this could be a good thing <laughs> and uh, didn't do the screaming hissy fit. that We sometimes hear about remarriage you know, stories uh, among yeah. children and their parents. They were supportive and nudged us. And and uh, that kind of opened up our hearts to have a conversation. And so now, uh, as I said, tomorrow, it's four years and it's been a sweet gift in my life. That is wonderful, Mark. Hey, with experiences that you've had and everything, what words of wisdom would you give into your younger self, knowing what you know now? <laughs> uh, well, we put some thought into that as we were preparing for this interview. And I, I think one of the things is just to be ready for things you don't know and to live as a lifelong learner. Uh, we, we are so uh, pushed in this U.S. culture to pretend that we have it together uh, that we must perform, that we must outdo other people. Uh, and there are a few personalities that are wired like that, and they need to be able to do that in a healthy way. The rest of us aren't wired like that. Uh, and we need to figure ourselves out, and then we need to figure out how to bring ourselves and our very best to the work that God gives us. Uh, and I would just, I think if I could go back, I'd be saying, Mark, this is, this is the route. This is the way you go. Uh, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to learn. It's okay to not want to do something uh, and figure out where you want to grow and follow that muse throughout your life. Um, and it, uh, the people I consider heroes might not be, be really famous, but they are people who have done that. They're people who are settled and at ease and they often get to see their grandchildren's grandchildren or the thought of that in some way That's because great. they they prosper because they're at ease. Well, Mark, can you share with us, you know, on Faith Marketplace, we like to talk about faith and work and and why that's significant and why that matters. Can you share with us a little bit more on why you think it matters and why are we invited to partner with God? Sure. Uh, it's an act of worship. Let's start there. Um, it's not just work so you can do God things. You are worshiping as you work. Um, and that 
in some ways is almost enough said. Just getting our minds and our hearts around that, it reorients, it spins a person around to begin to say, wait a minute, you know, I am going here as if I'm going to church. But there's another way I like to say this. I, I learned it from a long uh, ago colleague of mine. Uh, when Jesus talks about um, uh, faith and life, he talks about the people who are in his kingdom working in uh, the outer world, you know, out there, and then they are doing some stuff together, and then they are also gathering as a community. So there's like this church gathered, this church outreaching, and this church scattered. And the point is, what I learned from my friend, is the church is scattered 95% of the time. So 95% of our Christian life, this way that faith and ethics and a perspective on eternity come to play, come to bear, is what we're doing when we're in the workplace, where we're spending 50% of our life. And then we're spending another 40% or 45% with our family and friends and in, in some kind of uh, out, outer marketplace. And there's that little bit which should foster us for the rest of it that we would spend in some kind of corporate, now virtual worship environment. Right. So that the, the idea that this is the whole of our life and the biggest manifestation of our life is a spin, I think, for a lot of people mentally as they change their perspective and move in that direction. If we can get that much done, everything else begins to fall in place behind it for how you make other choices. Yeah. You know, the other thing, too, Mark, to your point, work is ministry. A lot of people don't realize they think they have to go off to foreign missions or Bible study or something like that. But work is ministry. Uh, it's mentioned over 500 times in the Bible, work. So, you know, God looked at, he created us to work, right? What did he do for six days? He created, he worked and created the earth. Right. Same thing about the first job specs, Adam and Eve, right? What did, they, what did he give to them? So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you for saying that, that, that it isn't taught enough that we are all, you know, all in ministry, no matter what it is that we're doing. And I love what you're doing with leadership for the leaders also to help them with their people. Uh, Jennifer, what are we going to yeah, give well away? Well, we're going to get uh, everybody connected to Mark L. Vincent of ConveneNow.com. All you have to do is text us here at the studio, whether you're listening to the podcast or you're listening live. That number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword Convene, and that's C-O-N-V-E-N-E. -E, and we have some video resources and some Convene swag to give you. Yeah, what, What's that swag we're going to give away? Well, I have I have a friend who uh, kind of went outside the corporate uh, official swag of Convene <laughs> and found that he could take those really ugly charging pads that we get for phones now. Yeah. Uh, and he has them and they're just beautiful. They're wrapped in leather and they have the Convene brand on them and they they're decorative. They look like uh, coasters almost. In fact, I think yeah. it could be used as a coaster, but they, they just decorate a room very, very nicely and uh, much more tasteful than that plastic black thing. <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> yeah we have lots of great things to give away here and you can also message us and say hello to bob and myself let us know if you have a topic that you want us to discuss or maybe you have a guest that you want us to interview also we want you to stay tuned for our next segment we're going to bring all of us back together that's going to be deb brown mar mark l vincent jennifer and myself and we are going to round table the subject do you maintain a healthy balance in your life and work and I think that's a very timely subject right now. So you want to stay tuned because we got four of us now that are going to get engaged in this roundtable. I know there's going to be a lot of nuggets in there that you're going to pay attention to when we come back.
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with our final segment. Do you maintain a healthy balance in your life and work with our special guests, Deb Brown Marr and Mark L. Vincent, Jennifer and I. So let's lead it off. Mark, um, I know that you're leading a lot of people through this right now. What's your thoughts on this? Well, I don't have anything to say. I need to be uh, exemplary in some fashion, at least be growing in this area and be honest about what that is. So I'll start right off saying I like donuts very much and I like pie very much, but learning to limit that and keep it focused so that pastry doesn't kill me uh, is important. And so uh, a year and a half ago, there were some choices that I made that uh, have really helped. I was already um, fairly fit at that point, but uh, did some things to limit my diet. And that was for the choice for me was to be a vegetarian. Uh, And that actually cut a whole mess of carbs out of my life because I stopped Mm -hmm. eating so many sandwiches. And then, you know, you just start saying what's next and what's next and what's next. And so I'm not going to hold myself up as Mr. Virtuous here, but I do want to be earnest about what's next. What can I do next? What can I learn? And the way uh, that I would care for my body matters. And we're faced with a lot of people who said, man, I've got the COVID-15. I've got the COVID-20. I've got the COVID-25. And the numbers are going up. Uh, because people are stress eating. Uh, They're eating out of the refrigerator instead of preparing meals. Although folks would say, hey, we're doing more meals as a family. My hunch is a lot of them are eating out of the refrigerator as a family uh, rather than, you know, well-prepared kind of things. So that's just one dimension, but that's one that's been real strong. And I'm noting that some of the convene team members I work with are getting very serious about that as well, because they saw how quickly uh, weight gain happened and how stress led them into some habits that they didn't care for. Yeah, I think the key word you said there is is stress, and then that can lead to a bunch of other unhealthy habits. So thank you yeah. for sharing that, Mark. What about for you, Deb? What do you think about maintaining a healthy balance in your life and work? Well, for me, I've always enjoyed physical activity, um, but having major back surgery for almost four years ago now, Um, I've had to be extremely diligent about keeping up with the walking routine. So I did my 10,000 steps before 8 o'clock this morning because it's so hot here in central Pennsylvania. Uh, But the other discipline that I have that has really helped me through all the ups and downs of life is to first, before I go take that walk, I sit with the Lord. I read scripture. I read books written about scripture. And I seek the Lord. I put him first. And then as I walk, I pray. I spend a lot of time praying for people in my immediate circle. And I also have developed a habit of praying in tongues. For those who aren't familiar, tongues is a God-given language. It's given by the Holy Spirit, and it is a language that, although I may not understand it in the natural, it is the perfect prayer. It's in a language that the Lord understands. So it's actually prayer led by Holy Spirit that it doesn't matter if I understand it all. I know it's hitting the mark. Yeah, you're, you're communicating and connecting with God in your spirit language. Thank you for sharing that. 
Uh, Bob, what about for you? Well, being at the tender age I'm at now, um, you know, I'm, I'm taking a slice out of both these folks, both the health thing. As you know, uh, I got into a, a mutual friend of ours and, and a client of yours, Jennifer, exercise coach almost three years ago been phenomenal for me, uh, 20 minutes twice a week. And it, they put you through routine. It is phenomenal. And then yeah, walking and they're nationwide. They're, they're nationwide. nationwide. Yeah. And the exercise coach and they're, they've been terrific for me. Uh, as you know, also they have a nutrition program that they've been pushing me more and more on. So I'm in that 30 day program right now, the nutrition program, which is a challenge. Um, because again, you know, I've got a wonderful cook for wife. My wife is phenomenal uh, cook, but there's a lot of carbs in there that I have to keep pulling out and try and convince her because I got a son that's very skinny and he has to have a lot of carbs. So, you know, it's almost like you got to prepare two or three meals here in our household, but we're getting through it and I'm getting through it and I'm really happy about that. So hopefully Mark, I aspire to being at where you're at with someday, uh, you know, leaning more towards the vegetarian route if I can. So. That's Jennifer, great. I know that you you practice good stuff. So what's your, what's the tips from you? Yeah, well, I think number one, this is really important for all of our listeners and our guests, is that we understand that there's a difference between rest and sleep, right? Rest and sleep. So I learned this the hard way. I had three years of health challenges where I was forced to kind of like be knocked out and slow everything down from a business side. Um, but then I think it's also important of how we are doing business, right? And can business still survive if you're not at the center of that and running that? So obviously this business that we all have is God's business and we work with him and for him and he works through us. Uh, but how has he been leading you and asking you to walk in obedience with him? And I didn't do that. And I didn't realize, you know, he was calling me to serve a larger audience and I was comfortable doing my one-on-one -on -one stuff. You know, I'm like, bye, I'm in this content complacency. Things are going great, but I didn't know what was to come. And so he wanted me to launch the Unshakable Confidence Club and I resisted. So then I finally learned my lesson because I have been known to be a little stubborn, right? You know about my near-death experience that I had way before. He knew that, right? Uh, that I was resisting and rejecting him during that time and then became born again after that. But um, the, the biggest thing is setting our priorities and boundaries, right? And so God comes first before business, then ourselves, then our, our family and friends, and then our business. If we prioritize that on our calendars, wow, watch what happens, you know, and, um, and your clients will respect that too. You know, yeah. what, do you, what do you think about that, Mark? I was just thinking about how awesome the tool is to be able to say, here are the priorities and then arranging time to follow that because time's this commodity that you can't get back. You spend it all the time and it's gone, whereas money is a little bit more replaceable. Um, and uh, that's sort of like a compartmentalizing in a degree. You know, it's, it's prioritization, but it has some compartments. And yet what we're invited to do, uh, I think our best self is to integrate these values everywhere. So, uh, Deb, I think I heard you saying uh, walking and praying. Uh, not yep. praying. And then, you know, when that's done, now I'm going to get up and walk. And then when right. that's done, then I'm going to go to work. So during that time of walking, you can talk to God and you can hear from God as it relates to the work you will be doing. And so it it is something that we bring back together uh, after we've organized that time. So I just love that that flow. And Deb, I was wondering, because you were nodding a lot, because I can see you <laughs> as we're talking, what what you were what you would add. Well, uh, I'm going to add another component, which is waiting on the Lord. We don't like to wait uh, for anything. And 
I have many times run ahead of the Lord and said, bless me as I go, which uh, doesn't always work the way you want it to. So I've, again, having that back surgery, I went from 200 miles an hour to zero for about six months. Talk about adjustment. I really got a reset on how to wait on the Lord, how to trust the Lord at whole new levels, and how to believe him for uh, provision during that time when I was basically incapacitated for six yeah. months. Yeah, yep. so important, so important. And, you know, uh, from our, our scripture reading today, um, it, it goes with Proverbs 18, 14. And also one of the messages is, if you don't have time for balance in your life, you're doing more work than you should. And so please reach out. Um, number one, obviously you pray, but reach out to us here. We do have some resources for you and we want to get you connected to our guests today. So make sure that you text us here. That number is 224-404-1988. And if you have a business need or a question, Bob and I can also be your resource. Yeah. And we're going to be back next Saturday here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. You want to stay tuned from noon to one o'clock. We got another fabulous uh, show coming up. But this show right here, you got to make a must. Listen to it again because there's some real nuggets in here. We'll be right back next week. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.